This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is Morning Breath. We are a drive-time devotion. Sure to jumpstart your day. We have some, uh, we meet in the mornings uh, and uh, get together after we've read a chapter of the Bible, spent some time in the Word, uh, spent some time with Jesus, really what it boils down to, trying to have a morning devotion. And uh, then as we meet here in the studio at East Coast Christian Center, the Merritt Island campus, we then read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. As we read the chapter this morning on our own, we, you know, we're asking God to speak. And then what uh, happens as we read it together on the air here in a moment, God will speak again, and, and just different things will stand out to us, and we'll start talking about what the Bible says. And, and we're in Luke chapter 20 today on this beautiful Wednesday, February 26th, but uh, we'll talk about the chapter and things will happen. We'll be, I'll see things that Mark did and Mark will see things that I didn't and they'll spark things and the spirit of God begin to move in it. And I just think it's a, it's a great way to get into the word of God. And it's something I've done for a long time and it's been a blessing to me. So we're glad you uh, took time out of your busy day to join us on the program this morning. God bless and welcome. I want to also welcome Pastor Mark Cook. How you doing, brother? I'm good, Pastor Dan. Thanks for having me in. Oh, always, man. Always a pleasure to do Morning Breath with you. Always. Yeah, man. It. It's good stuff. Yeah. We have Nick here running the board, too. How you doing, Nick? I'm good. Say it louder. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've established that he's the young guy. Yeah, he's the young guy, and that his mic doesn't work as good this morning as we'd <laughs> like it, so he has to say it louder. How you doing, Lu- Lucas? I mean, Marcus yes, uh, Aurelius. What's your name again? Nick. How you doing, Nick? I'm doing good. Oh, okay. If you speak up more, we'd remember your name. Yeah, it'd be easier on me. (laughs) Yeah. It'd be easier if I was younger, too. I've been here for a while. I would hope that you would know my name. What's your name again? Um, Give me a sec. I think it's Nick. Nick, Nick. Yeah, I know. I know. I know Nick. Nick at night, Nick in the morning. Let's do it. (laughs) Okay, uh, Mark, tell them how to get involved in the program, because we'd love to see more and more people doing this. Yeah, we want you to join us and, and read along, so you can do that by having the Morning Breath Guide. Uh, that way you know what chapter we're going to be in, and you can read it ahead of time. You can also get caught up and past stuff. So you go to our app, the East Coast app, download that if you haven't done that already. There's a podcast button on there, and it'll take you to the Morning Breath page, where you can find uh, the chapter guide, as well as past shows, podcasts of the show. Uh, you can do that same thing on our website, eccc.us. Under the Media tab, you'll find the Morning Breath link, and uh, you can call the office at 452-1060, hit zero for the operator, and we can mail or email you a morning breath guide if you need one. While you're on the app, check out our our, uh, our YouTube page. You can, you can link from there for our, our app, from our website. You can get to YouTube. You can see sermons. You can see all kinds of things that are happening at East Coast Christian Center, and uh, just be in the loop and in the know. Absolutely. Speaking of in the know, uh, there's not a lot going on right now to announce, but we do want to announce that at East Coast Christian Center, Vieira is celebrating their 8th anniversary. So that's pretty incredible. Cool. I, I remember it. <laughs> February 12, 2012. Isn't that crazy? It just sticks in my brain. Wow. Because I got to be part was, it was It was an honor that uh, my wife, Angela, and our family got to be part of the launch team for that campus. It was a incredible time in our life. We look back. I was actually talking with Pastor Matt about that not too long ago, and we were we were remembering the days in the theater and, and how we really it was just kind of a special and, and precious time. It really was. Yeah. You know, it was a, an adventure and... You know, the, a little bit deeper picture of that, uh, 13 years ago, Matt, I, and Pastor Ray Goolsby went to Seacoast in, uh, um, where's that at? North Charleston. Carolina? Yeah, yeah, Charleston. I think so. Yeah, in Charleston. and uh, Or is it Charlotte? Charlotte. No, it's I think the there's a branch. There's a branch in Charlotte, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think it's, a, yeah. it's, I think it's Charleston. 
Anyway, we uh, went to Seacoast uh, for our first look at multi-site. And that's where we heard it being talked about. And uh, the reason we went is we felt like God was calling us to start one in Vieira. But we ended up starting one right next door because we were out of room here before we went to Vieira. And then uh, it was just the way things worked out. But 13 years ago, we we knew we were supposed to be in Vieira with the church. And uh, it took us five years to find the perfect time to do it. But yet God God's still doing it. And some cool things going on that way as well. We've purchased land there. Yeah. And we are in the process of getting ready to build it in Vieira as well. So pretty cool how God's uh, worked on that and developed that. A historical time, like you said, yep. Pastor Dan. A lot yeah. of times you don't recognize them when you're in them, but if yeah. we'll be attentive, man, God's doing amazing things. Yep. Anyway, God bless you guys. Good to have you. We're going to get into Luke chapter 20. Uh, I'm going to read New King James. I believe you are too. Uh, of course I will. Of course you will. And we have uh, 47 verses. So I guess we could break it at... 23 and a half? Yeah, 23 and a half works perfect. Right I'll do 23. Okay. And uh, you can do my half of 24. All right, I'll pick it up from 24. <laughs> okay. I say unto you, Pastor Dan, read, sir. Now it happened on one of those days as he taught the people in the temple and preached the gospel that the chief priests, the scribes, together with the elders, confronted him and spoke to him saying, tell us by what authority are you doing these things? Or... Who is he who gave you this authority? But he answered and said to them, I also will ask you one thing and answer me. The baptism of John, was it from heaven or from men? And they reasoned among themselves saying, if we say from heaven, he will say, why then did you not believe him? But if we say from men, all the people will stone us for they are persuaded that John was a prophet. So they answered, that they did not know where it was from. And Jesus said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. Then he began to tell the people this parable. A certain man planted a vineyard, leased it to vine dressers, and went into a far country for a long time. Now at vintage time, he sent a servant to the vine dressers that he might give him some of the fruit of the vineyard. But the vine dressers beat him and sent him away empty-handed. Again, he sent another servant, and they beat him also, treated him shamefully, and sent him away empty-handed. And again, he sent a third, and they wounded him also and cast him out. Then the owner of the vineyard said, What shall I do? I will send my beloved son. Probably they will respect him when they see him. But when the vine dressers saw him, they reasoned among themselves, saying, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him that the inheritance may be ours. So they cast him out of the vineyard and killed him. Therefore, what will that owner of the vineyard do to them? He will come and destroy those vine dressers and give the vineyard to others. And when they heard it, they said, certainly not. Then he looked at them and said, what then is this that is written? The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Whoever falls on that stone will be broken, but on whomever it falls, will be, will, it will grind him to powder. And the chief priests and the scribes that very hour sought to lay hands on him, but they feared the people, for they knew he had spoken this parable against them. So they watched him and sent spies who pretended to be righteous, that they might seize on his words in order to deliver him to the power and authority of the governor. 
Then they asked him, saying, Teacher, we know that you, excuse me, that you say and teach rightly, and you do not show personal favoritism, but teach the way of God in truth. Is it lawful for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But he perceived their craftiness and said to them, Why do you test me? Show me a denarius. Whose image and inscription does it have? They answered and said, Caesar's. And he said to them, Render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. But they could not catch him in his words in the presence of the people, and they marveled at his answer and kept silent. Then some of the Sadducees, who denied that there is a resurrection, came to him and asked him, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote to us that if a man's brother dies having a wife, and he dies without children, his brother should take his wife and raise up offspring for his brother. Now there were seven brothers, and the first took a wife and died without children. And the second took her as wife and died childless. Then the third took her, and in like manner the seven also, and they left no children and died. Last of all, the woman died also. Therefore, in the resurrection, whose wife does she become? For all seven had her as wife. Jesus answered and said to them, The sons of this age marry and are given in marriage. But those who are counted worthy to attain that age and the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. Nor can they die any more, for they are equal to the angels and are sons of God being sons of the resurrection. But even Moses showed in the burning bush, burning bush passage that the dead are raised when he called the Lord the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. For he is not the God of the dead, but of the living, for all live to him. Then some of the scribes answered and said, Teacher, you have spoken well. But after that they dared not question him any more. And he said to them, How can they say that Christ is the son of David? Now David himself said in the book of Psalms, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore David calls him Lord. How is he then his son? Then in the hearing of all the people, he said to the disciples, Beware of the scribes who desire to go around in long robes, love greetings in the marketplaces, the best seats in the synagogues, and the best places at feasts, who devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers. These will receive greater condemnation. Ah. Uh -huh. Men. Interesting. You know, I saw a few, uh, a couple of new things as I read this uh, this morning and spent some time in the Word. And one of the reasons uh, I thought, you know, how does, how does David himself say in the book of Psalms, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. And so the question is, how does David call him Lord and call him his son? Because, I mean, the answer that, you know, the answer to who, who then is Christ, they said, son of David. That's what people would have said in this, you know, walk of life. This would have been well understood. Christ was the son of David. But how could he be Lord and the son of David? Because the son of David could be a prophet, but he couldn't be Lord. The son of David, when you talk about from just an earthly point of view, sure. um, there's this conflict here of how does how did he end up being Lord and Son? And of course, we know now, and I just this is the new part I felt like I saw this morning a little bit more clearly, is that Jesus was both God and man. Mm. How could he be both Lord and Son? Mm. Because Jesus was God and man. And so you had That's the good. had the answer there. And I thought, wow, I've never really seen that before from that point of view. 
of saying, because you know, I could always accept he could call him Lord because Jesus is Lord, you know, and yeah. it's easy for me coming from this side, looking back at Jesus and the work he did. But on that side, you know, a lot tougher to see only if you believe that he was God in the flesh, could you actually call him Lord and son of David. Yeah. And so I thought, wow. And then that got me thinking, thinking down the road. Another wild thing I saw this morning, I don't know if it's even, I'm going to even say correct, but it made me, it made me wonder this morning as I thought about this witness that's going on in this process of time. Um, and the witness is John is sent by God to prepare the way for Jesus and the Jews rejected him. And then Jesus, who is the son is sent by God, but he's the son he's rejected. And then ultimately when the apostles witness by the power of the Holy spirit to these same kind of guys, the Sanhedrin, the whole thing, they're re- rejected. And so there's a verse in the Bible that says, you know, that blasphemy against God and Jesus will be accepted and for, be able to be forgiven, I should say, but blasphemy against the Holy Ghost will never be forgiven. And there's a lot of things about that I've thought, but when you think about these guys rejected God, they rejected Christ, and they rejected the witness of the Spirit. Mm. The witness of God, the witness of the Son, the witness of the Spirit. And then Jerusalem fell shortly thereafter. And all the things happened that happened, and many of those same guys died uh, without another chance, let's just say. Um, It was a new way of thinking, just thinking about it. Maybe it's just a historical view. Maybe it's just a, a timeline view. And I have another belief on the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit that I think is is rock solid, but that was one I just thought about this morning. There is some truth to the Spirit of God will not strive with man forever. Mm. And there is some truth to we've got to go through that door when the door is open to us. We can't just always say no, because if you always say no, you'll run out of time. And so we know that to be true, whether that's true strictly from our point of view and how long we live or will there be a time when as scripture says, the spirit will not strive with man forever, where God says, you know, I, I tried, 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 you know, and yet you rejected me on every level. And especially these guys, because they should have known. And they actually did know, because when they were told about the John the Baptist thing, they said, well, if we answer this way, they'll say, why didn't we believe him if we say he's from God? Because he's the one who said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. John the Baptist testified at Jesus. If we say he was from God, we're basically saying we believe he's from God, but we didn't listen to him. Yeah. Or, you know, he's not from God, then the people will stone us. And so that, you know, anyway, there were a lot of thoughts I just dumped out and threw up on the table there. But that was another kind of new thought where I thought, hmm, They got a good witness from God the Father. They got a good witness from God the Son. They got a good witness from God the Holy Spirit. And uh, after that, Jerusalem fell. Wow. And it was just an interesting way of looking at Never really put that together in my head before as I was reading this morning and thinking about it. Anyway, because it does say whoever falls on the stone will be broken, but on whoever it falls, it will grind them to powder. And so there is some in this chapter 
about what rejecting God results in. And the truth is, and, and as much as Jesus loves and Jesus is merciful and Jesus is reaching and reaching and reaching, and if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me, he said, and all those are true, rejection of Christ still has an awesome uh, consequence that is to be feared and and to be run from, and you should run to Jesus and not away from him because, you know, hell's real and it's forever. And yeah. there, it, there is that part of it that we don't often talk about, but is real as well. well anyway, those are all my thoughts. I love that. I love the picture. I'm glad you brought that up. I hadn't thought of that before about, re, about God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit all being something that they had an opportunity uh, to take hold of. Um, piggybacking on what you're saying about the, maybe the limited time, um, I had a thought, and, and I think it connects with that. It says in verse uh, 20 that they watched him and sent spies who pretended to be righteous. Mm. And it really stands out, that whole little verse there. It does. It too. really pops off the page. And I was kind of thinking about the pretended to be righteous thing from one perspective, but I think what you said makes it takes it to the next level and really takes on takes it to the level of importance that really needs to be considered. I think that the mistake that so many of us make, and we always are fighting this battle, we're always fighting the battle of of wanting to act a certain way, yes. especially if you go to church. You want yes. to go to church, put on your best face, and act like everything's good. Yep. Um, and we always say, you know, don't do that. Come in with your brokenness, because church is a place where you can come to get fixed and get those things dealt with, and, and you don't have to fake it. You know, I, I think it was our, 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 our pastor friend of our church is uh, Rick Bazette. He wrote a study called Be Real Because Fake is Exhausting. Yeah, it is exhausting. Good. And when you go around faking it long enough, it wears you down, and eventually you can't keep up the facade, and yeah. then it all comes crashing down around you. But I was thinking about that and then you now attaching it to what you said. We're spending—and uh, I say we just people—we spend a lot of effort and time a lot of, in a lot of cases to pretend to be righteous, to put on the facade that we've got it all together. But there is, a, there is an expiration date. <clears throat> And we can keep, we can, we can decide now to stop pretending and take hold of the real, of the reality of salvation, or we can just keep faking it until we die and then time's up. And I think that that's the, the other side of faking it that we need to keep in mind. It's just not about trying to put on a good face so people don't know about my garbage. We've all got garbage. And if the sooner you let down the facade, you can get the garbage dealt with, and, and God can God can begin to bring healing into those areas of your life, and then they can the garbage doesn't have to be there. But the longer we fake it, even if it's for—we we imagine that we're trying to protect ourselves. Mm. We don't want the embarrassment. But all that faking is all it's doing is is pushing back that timeline, and eventually it catches up to you. And, and I think the, the weight of that catching up to you, Pastor Jim, is what you brought up. And I think it's valuable to keep in mind— Run to the solution. Mm. Let down the—don't pretend to be—just forget it. The The best way to live your life is just to be transparent. I, I have found—we all do it. You know, I, I don't walk yeah. around telling everybody about every single thing that isn't perfect in my life, but I'm pretty stinking transparent in most cases uh, because I don't want to walk around judging other people for the things that I know I struggle with. Mm. And if people are going to get their lives changed, it's going it's to be because— we're transparent. People in leadership are transparent to say, you know what, I struggle with the same thing. As one of the things that's made your ministry very effective, Pastor Dan, is you've 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 been given the gift of being able to just say, hey, here's all the junk that I had in my life before I got Jesus, and you know what, I still got some of it, but yeah. He's always working yeah. with me through it, and it ministers to people. Man, if I could just say to you listening, man, just don't pretend to be righteous. Just mm. don't bother. Righteousness is a gift. It is. You can try to fake it. You can try to earn it. 
But it says in Romans 5, 17, that it's those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift, gift. of righteousness yes, who reign in life. Righteousness is a gift, and if we'll just set down all the work and the effort of trying to fake it and realize that we never were going to get there, then Jesus can take us there. You know, when I, one of the reasons I'm transparent was when I first became a Christian, I started going to a church, uh, a guy who mentored me really helped me in so many ways, and so I don't want this to just be a, an assault on him at all because he was an incredibly helpful man to me, someone I super respected and, and just did so many things for me. But he was almost perfect in so many ways. Um, he was a West Point graduate. He, you know, graduated at the top of his class, both mentally and physically. He was a he was a civil engineer. He incredibly anointed, uh, biblically knew the Bible better than most guys I, I I'd ever met, and all these things about him. And he never shared any any shortcomings. He always, and when I looked at him, I always thought, and I, easy enough for him, he's perfect. How am I going to do it? Mm. And I always kind of had that thought. Now, that was wrong. That was wrong on my part. He certainly wasn't perfect, and all those things, you know, come out in, in the long run, as we said earlier. But that view of thinking kept me from having a lot of hope at mm. times. And I think what gives people hope is not that the perfect make it, but that the imperfect make it. Yes. That if he can make it, I can make it too. And so I think that that's one of the reasons why we should be transparent. We should be honest uh, about what's going on in our lives. The other thing I thought about when you shared about book, uh, the book that Rick wrote about, you know, being fake is exhausting, is I actually look at, you know, for example, you look at somebody who's homeless. And they have to use all the services that are available out there. Go here to eat in the park or go there to get a, you know, a welfare check or do this or do that. There's almost, it seems to me when I look at it, their life is actually harder than getting up and going to work and getting off at a certain time and going home mm. and sleeping in a real bed. And, and striving never ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it seems like. Even though there's this, and I'm not saying homeless people are sinner people, but what I am saying is it, it's it's harder to live. Sin is hard. Mm. It's a hard life. It's It's a hard way to live. And it's easier to not try to fake being righteous. It's easier just to be righteous because it is a gift. It's something God gives you. And you can just say, hey, look what God did. And yep, I got to work on a couple areas, but look what God did. He's made me right, not because of what I did. Am I right? But he made me right. That's an easier way to live than to say, hey, I got it all together. And these guys, and, and what happens, and you look at this, is when you are really concerned about what other people think, what happens is you're, you have fear. Yeah. That's what gripped these guys when he said, well, tell me whether John the Baptist, was he from God or from men? And it says, uh, it's a, it says, if we say from heaven, he will say, why did you not believe? If we say from men, the people will stone us. They had fear. And what did fear do? It paralyzed them. They went, I don't know. 
you know, and it's, doesn't it always sound like kids when you say, why'd you do that? They go, I don't know. Yeah. And you don't, I don't allow anybody to give me that answer. You know, it's especially adults nowadays. No, sorry. That's a child answer. You're not allowed to say, I don't know that you got to actually think about how you got here. And, you know, I'm not doing this because I want to pick on you. I'm doing this to help you. How'd you get here? You know, I don't know is what they said, but fear paralyzes people. And that's what happens when you try to live a life to, for what other people think, because yeah. none of us are going to be perfect at it. Yeah. And so you end up paralyzed by fear and it's hard to move towards God or it's hard to move away from sin. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. Take this year with God at East Coast Christian University to truly understand why and how to continue your destiny and walk with Christ. Earn your associate's, bachelor's, and master's degree. Our instructors are experienced, helpful, and show a genuine love for studying the Word of God. East Coast Christian University is located at 670 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. For more information, our number is 452-1060, extension 131. And our website is eccuequipped.com. Langston Commercial Real Estate, owned by Scott Langston, a senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you the best way to buy, invest, or lease commercial property. 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. Hey everyone, this is Chris Johnson and I wanted to share some exciting news with our Morning Breath family. My friend Mike Green and I had the honor of writing and producing our first EP called Moments Matter. Mike, a local business owner and Morning Breath supporter, along with myself, have been a part of East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath together for almost two decades. And so we wanted to let you in on a preview of the music and to let you know that Moments Matter, our first single from the EP, is out now. You can buy, stream, or share it now on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere music is sold, or check out willingheartmusic.com. We pray these songs will inspire you to make the most of every moment God gives you. Vieira meets every week at Vieira High School at 9.15 and 10.45 with a high energy and dynamic children's ministry for all ages. East Coast Vieira Youth meets every Sunday night at 6 p.m. For more information or to learn more, our website is vieira.eccc.us. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Just in closing here, uh, the question that they asked Jesus at the very beginning of this chapter is, is, uh, what authority, uh, tell us by what authority you are doing these things, or who is he who gave you this authority? 
And I don't know why I didn't put this together earlier. And the real question they asked him that is because Jesus has just gone in and cleaned, cleaned out the temple. Mm. And he's kind of made it his headquarters again for this last week of life, really. He's, in the, he's gone in the triumphal entry. He's gone back in. He did this at the beginning of his ministry, cleaned out the temple. And at the end of his ministry, he comes in as well, cleans out the temple. And they said, you know, whose authority are you doing this on? Because he really, he drove out everybody who bought and sold in the temple. Yeah, That's a pretty bold step. That'd be like showing up at your local church and taking all their bookstore and throwing it out on the front porch. And somebody <laughs> might ask you, what in the world? Who said you could do that? Yeah. And uh, he doesn't answer them, which I think is interesting. He, he tries to get them to answer their own question. And here's what I'd like to close this thought is. Many times there are things going on in your life where the obvious answer, maybe God could just tell it to you. But God wants us to think mm. and be, learn to think for ourselves and to understand who we are and, and why we are. And so if something's going on in your life, think about it a little bit. Maybe God is trying to draw an answer out of you That's rather cool. than just give you the answer. Yeah. God bless you guys. Have a great day. See ya. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.